Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to LiveDeliverance.com, here on blogtalkradio.com. This is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the 9 o'clock p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. time slots here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us on any other social media platforms and or at any other times during the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, the dates, and the locations or platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be persecuted by federal agents. Having said all that, now we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and please get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. And now, if you would, join me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this time, in this place, because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus reveals to us the Father and draws into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, 
quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace as we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, this is part three of an elevated life. And I just want to give you uh, information. This is a review and and refreshing so that you can uh, become the person that God has ordained you to be, so that you can enjoy the victory that God has made for you. God has made our life to be in, in an elevated place ever since the beginning. And then after sin, Jesus came and did it at Calvary for us all over again. God placed his man in his provision. He placed him in the garden. In Genesis chapter 2, 15, uh, it, it says that God, uh, and this is the time in which God made the heavens and the earth. And then what he did as he made them is on the seventh day, he rested from the work that he made. And he, God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Then he said, and he rested from all his works. And these are the generations of the heaven and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord made the earth. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. So we see that God had made everything. It was complete. God rested from all of his works. So there was nothing necessary for God to do for the man to enjoy. I'll say that again. There was nothing else left for God to do for man to enjoy. Okay? It's the same way for your life. Jesus came and he did that. He said, take my yoke upon you, learn of me. He says, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He says, you will find rest unto your soul. I say it a lot. You learn, we learn best at rest. We learn less through stress. So God invited his man into the blessing, into the provision that he had for him. And it says that he didn't have a man that had to work the ground, to till the ground. He told the man to dress it and to keep it. Okay. That's just so important for us to know because he didn't tell us to make it. He told us to dress it. Okay. I, I might bring up the, the dressing again of, of, of what we do, but um, um, if I have to make something, it's a whole lot more intricate than me having to finish it or dress it. Okay? I do understand that the details are in the finishing. I, I'm, a, I'm a carpenter by trade, so I understand that the details are in the finished work. But if I don't know what I'm dressing or what I'm finishing because I'm still trying to create it or make it, that's going to be a very frustrating place. Okay? So he, he, God placed man in his provision, and he told him to dress it and keep it. So we don't have to find our provision, okay? We talked about it from uh, Deuteronomy 28 that um, the blessings, the blessing of God is going to come up on us 
and overtake us if we would hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord our God. See? Blessing is seeking us, okay? Looking for us so that we can then participate in the plan of God at a higher level. This is the elevated life. A lot of times we have had to... Uh, think of things from this perspective. It wasn't true, but I, this is what we were taught. Uh, we have to. We were climbing up the rough side of the mountain. Okay, that's not what God intended for His man. He put His man in a finished work. Okay, God's not. He's not. Um, he's not creating it uh, from scratch every day. He's already done it. The Bible says Jesus is seated. At the right hand of the Father Okay So he's not going to work He's causing the word that he's spoken To become active And the word that's active in your heart That's the word that works for you Jesus made us know this He said it's not me that's doing the work It's the Father in me Okay So, so we, we, we need to approach things From a different perspective because if we do Bible things, we get Bible results. If we do flesh things, we get flesh results. And let me just help you out. Flesh is not guaranteed. Flesh will fail you. Has there not been things in your life that you did because your flesh demanded it? Your flesh wanted it. Lust drove it. And that thing didn't work. And lust is not just a sexual uh, connotation there. It is an unholy desire. Something that did not come from God in the first place. It, the Bible says there's two wisdoms. One comes down from heaven. The other comes up from the, the earth. It is earthy, sensual, devilish. Okay? Two wisdoms. There's a wisdom that comes down, and there's a wisdom that comes up and meets you. Okay, I, I mean, you know, I, 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 an elevated life is what God has intended for you because it came from him. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above, see? So then if you want the gift, the, the enjoyment that you're supposed to have, it's supposed to come down from the Father of lights in whom there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning, Okay. See, I, I say these things, and, and a lot of times these are reviews, but if, if the good gift that comes from above, from the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning, then the things that he intended for Adam, his man, he intended for you, his man. And when I say man, I'm not talking gender. Ooh, glory to God. Yes, I'll say that. I'm not talking gender when I say man. I'm talking species. When I say man, so you are created at, at, at a higher level. You 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 you're not you're not a, a species that does not have the spirit of God. Okay, this is what makes us different. We are a speaking spirit because of the spirit of God that lives in us from Jump Street. This is what God wanted. Okay. He wanted his man that was created in his image after his likeness to be able to declare and decree a thing. 
okay? So then I don't have to go around trying to make my provision or I don't have to go around looking for my provision. My provision is looking for me. These blessings will come upon you and overtake you, okay? And then I was, we studied uh, Deuteronomy 28, uh, verses 1 through 13, and, and, and we picked out some things there that were just uh, very good. See, because God, in that, you'll see that God made us the head, not the tail above only, and not beneath. So then, since he made us to enjoy the life that comes from above only, Maybe when you go over there and look at Deuteronomy 28, you might want to circle that word only. We're not supposed to get uh, the substance for our life from multiple places. He says we've been made the head, not the tail, above only and not beneath. See? God daily, I love that. Look, let's, let's look at that one in Psalms uh, 68. See, this is what Jesus did to restore the mess that man made. It has been said that if you want to see the will of God, you can see it in two places right quick, in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, and Revelation chapter 21 and chapter 2, and chapter 22. That's the, the bookends, if you would. Everything that happened in the middle of that was God fixing the mess that we made. Okay? And he has definitive steps that as we follow, we will be able to get back to what it was intended in Genesis chapter 1 chapter 2. In Psalm 68, verses 18 and 19, we're dealing with an elevated life. <laughs> and, and watch what, what was prophesied and what Jesus did. It says in verse uh, 18, thou has ascended on high. Okay? So then that, again, gives us the information that God wants us to live the life that he gave us from an elevated position. Thou has ascended on high, and thou has led captivity captive. Jesus took the things that the devil was using to mess us up, to lock us up, to put us in bondage. He ascended to a high place, and then from that high place, he led what was troubling us captive. It says that in um, Colossians, that, 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 that he led captivity captive. He went to hell. And he led captivity captive. And then you, it was stated that uh, he, he went down, cleaned it up, and then the devil had to say the words that causes everything to be made right. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. So in that place when, God, uh, when Jesus uh, defeated Satan, then the things that God heard the devil say, he heard the devil say, Jesus is Lord. See? He, he, he put things back. Now since things, are, now since things have been restored, then God expects us, his man, his species, to, to allow that which has been put back in order to simply work in our life. Did you follow that? When we do what the Bible says, we get the Bible results. Okay? I mean, it's really, really, really simple. God brought the victory to us. He gave us the victory. Okay? And, and sometimes 
in situations in our lives, we try to muster up enough strength to, to, to find a victory, okay? I'll just remind you that that's not the way it was supposed to be because in, in, in the book of Ephesians, it tells us that the way for victory in our lives is that he gives that victory to us from the position of faith in our heart. It teaches us that, okay? Because it's not of yourself. It's the gift of God, okay? There are preordained steps that we should walk in. It didn't say there were steps that we had to make, okay? We, we simply walk in steps. Follow behind the thing Jesus started. When he said it's finished, that's what he meant. We walk in the finished work of Christ. See, that way we get to enjoy victory instead of trying to uh, uh, find a way to make victory. I found some of the things that I made, they just a mess, man. See, but when I allow his life to be lived through me, again, I say these things, and it's because it's my revelation that God is working in my life, that two things are needed for the kingdom of God to function. The first one is going to be invitation, and the second would be, would be surrender. Okay? God invites me into the greater. My job is to surrender whatever I think I got, whatever I think I like. Invitation, surrender. And then as soon as I get accustomed to walk and around in that, in the uh, sojourning in the land of promise, as soon as I get used to that and I like that, he's going to then start the process over again, and he's going to say, I'm inviting you to greater. I have to surrender the thing that he's already taught me back to him. I don't give it up and throw it away. I surrender it back to him. When he wants to use it, the Holy Ghost's job description, if you would, is to bring to my remembrance what Jesus said. When it's needed, then the Holy Ghost will bring it back to my remembrance. He will cause it to become focused again in my understanding. He will enlighten my understanding. Okay? So while I have the light, I can walk in the light. Okay? That keeps me walking in fresh newness of the Spirit. Amen. See, because sometimes we'll try to walk by habit. And God is not interested in you walking by habit because when you try to walk by habit, then it's going to, it's going to mandate your strength, isn't it? But he wants to allow you to do everything that you do through surrender. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. So then if I'm not receiving strength from Christ to do this thing, I'm not going to get that thing done the right way. If I'm going to do it by my own might, by my own intellect, then I'm not doing it the right way because he wants me to do it because I was strengthened by Christ. Okay? I mean, it's every day. It, it, it's not it says his mercies are new every morning. So then he tried to train the children of Israel with the manna. He told them to go out and enjoy a provision that God made. They had never seen manna before. 
that had never been done. But the grace of God that caused the manna is the same grace that caused everything that the man needed in the garden to be in place. It's the exact same grace. He was training them again to stop depending on themselves and to depend on him. Of course, they messed it up because he told them that you can get your, 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 your manna from the, from, right out in front of it, from the land. You can go out there and pick it every morning. But he say, on the Sabbath day, I don't want you working. I want you to get more than enough on the sixth day so that it will last you to the eighth day. Okay? These were the instructions. You go out and get twice as much on the sixth day so that you won't be out working on the Sabbath day because God sanctified the Sabbath day. He rested from, the, on, from all his works on the Sabbath day, and he said, this is the way I want you to live, my son. I want you to live by hearing me daily because I'm going to have fresh mercies for you every day. And then on the Sabbath day, I want you to offer unto me that which is due me. Okay? Give unto the Lord the glory. Do his name. Just do him. So then I don't have to go out and try to say, well, I need to do this. No, 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 no. On this day, I want you to, again, walk in my image. Walk in my likeness. I want you to rest because I rested from, not from some of my works. He said, I rested from all my works. And he was training us then that, that, that we don't have to go out and try to do things um, at, at a neck break pace. He wants us to enjoy rest. He wants us to enter into rest. There remaineth, therefore, a rest for the children of God. See? So that he, he wants us to, 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 to live from an elevated position. I'm not trying to go down in the dirt and do the work. I'm trying to allow my heart to cause the word of God that's in there to work through me, to work for me. Okay? So since his mercy is new, Every morning, he wants us to participate in an elevated life. Thou, verse 18, 68, 18, thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gifts for men. This is what Jesus did. He received gifts for men. If he received gifts for men, do the men have to go out and collect the gifts? Just as a question. See? It's the same thing. When Jesus came, the whole thing got turned upside right because he came into a situation that was upside down. And on his birth, this was the announcement that was made. It says, the angel said, goodwill, peace on earth, and goodwill towards Men. Okay? He was saying, God, heaven's not mad at you. There's peace on earth. Now we are releasing from heaven goodwill towards men. He ascended on high, led captivity captive, and he received gifts for men. For the rebellious also, that the Lord God might do what? Dwell 
among them. Again, going back to the, the Christmas cards, we in that season, you're going to see the Christmas cards that, 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 that gives us the understanding that it was God working things out for us. His name shall be called what? Emmanuel, God with us. See, religion uh, causes us to think that God is way, way, way off, and we have to find a way to get to him. No, Christianity is the only religion that changes things because God came to us. We, can't, we cannot qualify to go to him. See? One of the things that happens in that uh, exchange that we try to make is we take our mess with us because our mess goes wherever we go. But God came to us, that which is perfect, came to the, the one that was not perfect so that his perfection can be utilized in our life. See, he's the only one that can fix our mess. So he came to us to fix our mess. And what do we do? We try to fix it. We try to work it out. You can't work it out. You have to let him work it in. It is God that worketh in you, both to do and to will of his good pleasure. See? He, he, he's, he has to work that in you so that there is nothing about you that thinks you have to do it. It would be, I surrender Oh, invitation and surrender. See? Recognizing that you needed a Savior and that he came, Emmanuel, and now you can live your life because he lives. Well, those are some of the, 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 songs that we, the songs that we sung in the day. Because he lives. I can face tomorrow. See? Because he lives. It is, it's not me trying to make tomorrow. He's already brought the life that I need, and because he lives, I can face tomorrow. He gave, he receives gifts for men, for the rebellious also, so that the Lord God might be able to dwell among them. Wow. Y'all, that's just so much good news there. See, I don't have to go on this long journey to find God. God's already here. That God, that the Lord God might dwell among, this is why he did it. Do you remember John 3.16? For God so loved the world. This is the love that he is displaying for us. You got issues? I'll come to you and fix your issues. I'll come to you and remove your issues. I will allow you to be the recipient of my goodness. Because, you know, when you understand in Romans, it tells us that it's the goodness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. The goodness is there so that we can say, no, I don't need to go that way. I need to go this way. Oh, I've seen people do it that way, but I don't need to follow that uh, uh, instruction. I need to do it this way. The goodness led me to repentance. Many times we have abused the goodness of the Lord, and we wipe our forehead and say, I didn't, that didn't happen. Well, that was the goodness of the Lord leading you to repentance. 
And what we would do a lot of times is rather than repent, we would repeat. We'll do it again. We'll see how far can we push this thing. Because after all, I, I, I really want to do it. I really enjoy doing it. It says that light came to the men, and the men did not use or choose the light because they their deeds were dark. They loved darkness rather than light. They took the goodness and abused it, didn't know that it's the goodness of the Lord that leads me to the place where I can have a change of mind, a change of heart. Yes, his mercy is new every morning. He's trying to get you because the Lamentations 3 tells us if this is what you should recall to your mind, and it gives you hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. His mercies kept wrath away from you so that you would not be ate up because of the sin, but that you would say, oh, you know what, I knew I did this, and I know that I sinned against God and God alone. And now this mercy... This goodness led me to the place where, you know what, God, I'm turning around. Thank you. That's what repentance means, to turn uh, and go in the opposite direction. Look at the path that you were chosen, and then in the middle of that path, turn and go in the opposite direction. Let the wicked man forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord who will have mercy, and who will abundantly pardon. Okay? He says he received gifts so that he can give gifts. Okay? He didn't need anything, did he? He's God. He doesn't have need because he put everything that would be presented as a need in the words that he spoke. In faith, and those things that would be a need now come to life because faith brings it. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So he, he, he practices this, utilizes this every single day. That's why we kind of know him as a way maker, because the, the faith on the inside of God makes, brings things to pass that wasn't there before so that the things, he finished that verse, we, we understand through faith, so that the things which are made were not made out of things which do appear, that were seen. See? He, he, he received gifts for men so that he might dwell among them, so that they might make him his, their source. Amen. Everything else in your life that's not God is a resource. It's a source to the second power, if you would, because the source is God. Your job is simply a resource. So then if you would comprehend that fully, then you will just go to God and just finish what Jesus said. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then because you seek the source, then all of the resources will flow. They will be added unto you. See? This is how God wants us to, to, to live an elevated life. 
That wasn't the scripture that I'm going to. I'm going to verse 19, and he said, Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Selah, calmly think on that. Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits. And normally when I misquoted this scripture before, I would say and add something to it, and I would say he loads us down with benefits. And then God told me to read it again, and it said that he loadeth us with benefits because the benefits that God brings to us are not going to take us in the wrong direction. Down is a direction, isn't it? So God wants us to live an elevated life. Why then would he cause things to come to our life that's going to take us in the wrong direction, load us down? It now becomes a burden, doesn't it? But God wants everything to to cause you to continually draw nigh. Come on, that's good, Lord. To continually draw nigh to him. Well, he sits in the heavens. Amen. So that he's trying to cause our thinking, our focus to be in an elevated position. That's why it's not good for us to try to get our, our, to make our source the earth. Because if I make my source the earth, I'm now looking out around rather than looking up. Say. I mean, these things are connected, and they they might seem uh, uh, minuscule in your thinking, but they are heavyweight because as a man thinks in his heart, that's where you find the man. So if the man thinks that his blessing comes from uh, around him, then he's going to try to live. Come on now. He's going to try to live in the surroundings. Come on. We've all been guilty of this. That's why he tells us stuff like set your affections on things above and not on things on the earth. I hope maybe I can get to that. I want to go to Colossians. I am trying to build your faith through a proper understanding, okay, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I'm trying to build your faith so that you can uh, look at things from a different perspective. It doesn't matter how bad the situation is right now. You can change uh, your destiny by what you hear. Jesus said, take heed what you hear. So your destiny can be altered because faith that came is going to then respond to God because he says, my word will not do what? It will not return unto me void, but it will prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. It will accomplish that which I please. His word in you begins to grow bigger than your circumstances, surroundings, issues. The word in you becomes bigger, and then you see the way God intended for you to walk above in an elevated life. Okay? So I just, I just, that was just uh, amazing to me that he said, even though I'm loaded, I'm not, I'm not weighed down. 
he daily loadeth us with benefits. There was not a direction of down. Did Jesus not say that 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 he had things that were light? The the burden that God has is not a heavy burden or one that takes you in the wrong direction. See, the, 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 the commandments of God are not grievous. They, they, they don't weigh you down. But that's kind of what religion has opened up in our thinking. Because people will say, to, 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 to do the word of God is hard. Well, the Bible tells me the way of a transgressor is hard. Amen. See? So God has elevated blessings for us. Okay? You are the head, not the tail, above only, and not beneath. The challenge is that, 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 that we didn't understand how God is, is wanting to work it out in our lives. We, we think that it's going to be a, a hard times when he didn't call us to that. Turn to Ephesians chapter 1. <laughs> yeah. Amen. This is a, a prayer that, 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 that I pray daily. When I found uh, that God's will for my life was different than what I thought it was, was different than what I thought I wanted, <laughs> okay, and then I had to come to the place where where I understood that his will, not only was it better, just because better is the word we use, it was greater. Okay? Because the way I understood it was good, better, best. Okay? So then that means the elevation of my thoughts. When I, when I renew my mind, I can then prove what is the good. I can prove what is the acceptable. I can prove what is the perfect will of God. See the gradations that, that, that we should go through? So then I, I, God's will for my life was not just better. It was greater. Amen. See? So then when, when, when I came to that understanding, I stopped fighting. I stopped fighting for what I thought was better. Okay? Uh, somebody said that good is the enemy of better. Okay? Because I'll, I'll be happy with good, but here he is inviting me into better. And, and to, to get it clear for us, he's inviting us into greater. By, by decree, he said that. He said, greater works than this will you do. He did not say, better works. See? So since greater has been placed in front of us, it would be wise for us to then begin to understand what greater invites me into. Okay? Greater, it would be all right, I guess, if we had a good love. But God didn't save us with a good love. He saved us with a great love. For his great love wherewith he loved us. 
See, so then I begin to think from a different perspective, and then I begin to gravitate or move toward out of better into greater. Okay, all right, all right, we'll do that since we just hear. I'm just, I love words, okay, I just love words. So then um, a lot of times in life, we will compare ourselves, it's not wise. The Bible says they that compare themselves among themselves is not wise. But we will compare ourselves and we'll say things like, I'm doing better than them. Whoever them is, whatever them is doing, I'm doing better than them. I'm doing better than I used to do. Okay? But he didn't invite you into better. He invited you to greater. See? So then at that point, good becomes the enemy of better. See? And better then becomes the enemy of greater because it it diminishes your capacity. Because if I'm looking around and I think I'm doing better than, that might be good enough, right? But when I enter into greater, then I took all limits off, didn't I? Amen. Greater is one of the, wow, Lord, wow. Greater is one of those words that, 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 that it tells you to go into a limitless value because all of the time it's going to be greater. It doesn't even hang around the bottom. Better would be still hanging around the bottom. Greater takes you in an elevated place by definition. Okay? And, and, and greater opens up to me. Okay, okay, okay. Better has to compare, you know, side to side. Greater does not have a top on it in the beginning. It's just simply greater. Amen. Better has to have something to compare it with. Greater does not have anything to compare it with. It's simply greater. More. See, so just for the thinking, God has invited us, called us to greater. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 through 21. This is Paul's prayer. And like I say, as soon as I found out that God's will for my life was greater than what I can think, I began to, 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 to apply it this way. And Paul says, you know, I I heard about your faith, and now I don't cease to give thanks for you. Thank you, Paul. And he says, I make mention of you in my prayers. And this is my prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, <laughs> which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principalities, power, might, and dominion, 
and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And I just kind of thought about what he did say here. He says that um, before he even got to that, see, this, 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 when you read the, the epistles, I, I, I love the way that God had uh, Paul to write these because they just get so big for us, okay? Um, let's back up. I, I, I just had, I'm, I'm, I forgot this was there. That I'm just looking for it in my spirit. Uh, starting with verse 2, okay? We'll go back to this whole chapter. Again, the epistles of the gospel of Jesus Christ are, are, are necessary so that we can go from wherever we find ourselves in this life, we can go to the place where we can go to the greater, okay? This is what Paul says in verse 2. Yeah. He's going to say the thing. I'm going to try to get to Colossians. I'm going to try to get to Colossians because he says the same thing and just get good. Um, Paul, verse 1, Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are in Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. I thank God he put that in there. So that, that gives me some, 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 some entrance from, from my life's position, doesn't it? Not just to the ones that was in a specific place. All I have to do to enjoy this letter, for it to become active in my life, is to be faithful Jesus. Okay? Grace and peace. Grace be unto you and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> so right quick, I see here that in this scripture, he's going to say something that I love. He's going to cause me to be double blessed and triple seal. Watch this. He said, grace be unto you and peace. So he's going to double bless me with grace and peace. Then he says, and I need for the grace to come from one, God our Father. I need the peace to come from one, uh, uh, the Lord Jesus. Then I need the, the grace to come from Jesus, who's our Lord, and I need the peace to come from Jesus, who is our Lord. I am double blessed, and he's going to show us in a minute, I am double sealed. You know, with this information, the way I see it, so let's just say that the devil, who is the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, well, even if he can figure out a way to do that, he's got to undo my double blessing. Amen. See, when I look at the word that's already given to me, this is a word the faithful can enter into this. The faithful in Christ Jesus can enter into this, that I am double blessed. So whatever the enemy was coming for, he's not going to be able to affect my life because I'm double blessed. I got grace from God and grace from Jesus. I got peace from God and peace from Jesus. Glory to God. And I know about the way they said that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So then that means that my blessing that I had operating in my life yesterday, it's going to operate in my life today. It's going to operate in my life forever because it's never going to run out. His mercy is new every morning. I'm double, when I open my eyes, I open my eyes in the reality of I am double blessed. 
Two from God, two from Jesus. I really don't see how the enemy can get in and mess that up. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Show me what Jesus is doing in my life today. Well, the first thing he's doing, son, is he's causing you to be double blessed. Okay. I I got in front of myself. Stay with the uh, grace and peace from God and from, do you circle circle those little words there? It's from God and from the Lord. Okay. I'm not adding this. This is in your Bible. Say, so I'm double blessed. Okay. Verse three, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, and I circled this word, that is past tense. Is that correct? So he said he hath blessed us with, circle the word, all. So I'm double blessed. And then he gave it to me in a manner that the devil can't mess with it. I'm double blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places that's in Jesus. Wow. Okay, just so that we get it again. I'm just trying to frame this up. So my blessing that God has caused me to be double blessed with is in heavenly places in Christ. So the way I see that is... It's in a place the devil ain't first. And then secondarily, even if he can find a way to get to it, he's got to now get to it by going through Christ to get it. I just don't see no way for that to happen. Last time the devil went to trying to fight uh, with Jesus, the Bible says that he led captivity captive. And the devil had to say, Jesus is Lord. He's not in a hurry to go back to that whole experience again. He didn't just, come on, y'all, he didn't just kind of give the devil a black eye. He took the man's teeth. Glory to God. He's a toothless tiger now, if you would. He has no bite. Amen. That's what the word says. So then I believe that. He's only roaming around. Oh, boy, this stuff is just so good. He's only roaming around seeking those he can devour. If he was the bad thing that we thought he was, that scripture would have to say, and the devil goes around devouring. No, it says the devil goes around seeking those he can devour. Amen. As I'm in the whole armor of God, protected by his grace, there is no way he can destroy me. He cannot devour me. I am double blessed and triple sealed. See? This is living an elevated life. I I don't allow my heart to go to a place where I think, oh, woe is me. It cannot be woe is me. Blessed is me because he has blessed me with all spiritual blessings. I, 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 we need to learn how to enter into the all. We learn how to, we need to learn how to be prepared for the all of God. When I think about that, I really don't have a, a question about if I'm going to make it. Since he supplied me with all, making it is no longer a question, is it? All things work together for my good. 
things. I know this. See, this is when you have an elevated life, which is what we've been given, beloved. See? So then all I've got to do is purpose to live from that high position. He always causes me to triumph. He gives us the victory. Didn't make me work for it. They're waiting on me all the time. So it says, he has already, past tense, blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So then, beloved, if, you, if you're not deciding that you're going to function in love, you are forfeiting, according to the scripture that we just read, uh, 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 if you are the faithful in Christ, if you are the one that he has chosen, you are the one that he has blessed in Christ Jesus with all spiritual blessings, that you should walk, that you should be holy and without blame before him in love. So if you're going to forfeit love, then please know you just forfeited all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's why Jesus said, here's the commandment that I give you. This is the greatest commandment, that you should love one another. So I don't have time to go around judging you. That's just, that is really stupid of me. Because when I, when I decide I want to judge you, I just decided that I don't want all of these spiritual blessings that have been given to me in heavenly places. I've decided I'm not going to stay in Christ Jesus. I'm going to move myself and, and try to hold myself up by my own bootstrap. I'm going to try to do a thing by my might. When he's given me the ability to operate according to all spiritual blessings that are in Christ Jesus. Having, verse 5, having predestinated us to the adoption of the children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to what? The good pleasure of his will. According to the good pleasure. Adam and Eve were living in the good, the understanding of the good pleasure of God. Because God told them, he said, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They were already living in the knowledge of the good, and the devil came and duped them and said, eat from the knowledge of this tree because you're going to see things you didn't see before. You're going to see what God has been holding you back from because you're going to understand the knowledge of good and evil. You're going to begin to make God a suspect. The good God that blessed you with everything that you would ever need, that the whole earth was at your declaration command. The whole earth was that way. There was no, there was no sweat needed, if you remember that. Only after the curse did God say, now you're going to have to live a different way. You're going to live by the sweat of your brow. Before, the man was living by faith, declarations, that the word of God inspired him to speak. And whatever he said, that's what he had. 
If thou shalt say to this, this is the faith of God in operation. If you shall say to, that's what's going to happen. So if there was an obstacle, the only thing the man had to do was declare. We shall declare and decree a thing, and it shall be established unto us. This is the elevated life that he'd been called to live. See, but if I'm going to then try to understand Decide that it was not even necessary Because now I'm going to get to know the knowledge of the good and the evil I don't know Because you have the knowledge of the evil Did not give you directions of how to get away from it, did it? It just showed you that it was there Amen And then because our minds were set on wickedness Then we would keep rehearsing the thing we don't want Oh, woe is me. And we keep rehearsing that thing over and over again. And so we get to live in the woe. Instead of let everything that hath breath praise. Okay? I'm going to talk about the, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Because as I do that, I'm going to be build, building myself up on my most holy faith. My words are inspired by the Holy Ghost. My words are not inspired uh, by, by, by my circumstances or my situation. That, that's not what makes me talk. See? What makes me talk is the inspiration of the Almighty. See? Having predestined us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. Okay, y'all. The adoption of the children by Jesus to himself. Okay. So if this is my home, as this is my home, as Psalms 91 says, that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high God. What's going to happen to this man? Hmm. He's going to have a different conversation. He will say of the Lord, you are my refuge. He will have a different conversation. See? Because when I'm understanding and looking at the goodness of God, it leads me into the victory of his good pleasure. See? I, I, I don't have to, I won't be one that's found accusing God of being my issue. I mean, you know, this again, this is just the way that, 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 that we learned it. They didn't mean no harm by it. They just spoke words that was through their experience and not from the word of God. Jesus said he only says that which the Father says. He did not talk about by experiential knowledge. He even told Peter, you need to live a different way, Peter. What's that? You need to live by revelation. Who told you this, Peter? Uh, God told me this. Well, blessed are you, Peter. For flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. And now I say, because of this revelation, you are blessed. And the gates of hell, Peter, will not be able to stand against, will not be able to operate in your life. Because you are blessed, empowered to prosper, the gates of hell will not prevail. Did not say they would not attempt, said they would not prevail. Because you are double blessed and triple sealed. 
keep off. Watch this. <laughs> Verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace. <laughs> he has called you, predestined you to the place where you are adopted as a child. And it's going to be according to the good pleasure of his will. And it's going to operate to the praise of the glory of his grace. To the praise of the glory of his grace. How do you find trouble in that sentence? Unto the praise of the glory of his grace. I just don't see uh, a glorified attack working right there. Because this whole thing, the way it was set up, this is what he said, we were predestinated. Before you can get in trouble, this was the answer before the trouble got there. You are predestinated to the adoption of children by Jesus to himself. Do you think that, uh, do you think that God or Jesus is sadistic? Hmm. That they're causing injury to themselves? Mm. Because it says that we were predestined to the adoption of children by Jesus to himself. How is it that we would think that God is the one causing this hurt because he wants to see hurt in himself? I mean, can you get that? And why do we think that God would be sadistic? See? We we have the wrong image of what the Father wants to be in our lives. We have have, have made him uh, the enemy. That's what the devil sold Adam. God knows that in the day that you eat there, you'll be like him. You was already like him. You were created in his image after his likeness. So what am I gaining by this Exchange of conversation. I'm not gaining anything. I'm being robbed. You'll be like him. And you'll know the difference between good and evil. I'm living in the good. You can just keep your evil. Amen. See, but now we have to go and renew our minds so that we won't be thinking evil. We will just say, no, if it came from God, God is a perfect God, and every good and every perfect gift comes down from above. This is not the wisdom that that came down from above. This is some earthly, devilish, sensual coming from the earth, coming from my surroundings. To the praise, verse 6. Of the glory of his grace. (laughs) Man, that's just so loaded with stuff. It says, because I've been predestinated and adopted, then the only thing it should release is praise of the glory of his grace. See? I mean, that kind of completely dismisses any complaining that I would think about happening. Because I, I wasn't predestined to walk in that. See? This is, this is the elevated life that he wants for me. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. He's made us what? 
accepted in the beloved. With, with that being understood, did not God say, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased? Okay. He made me accepted in that same statement. Amen. I'm predestinated for that. I have been made accepted in the beloved. God made room for me. Amen. Why? Because he's going to cause his spirit to reveal to me what God has always intended for me. I'm not trying to trick God to get God to do something. I've already been made to be accepted in the beloved, in whom I have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, where he has done what? He's abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. So when he put the word all there for wisdom, that same word all has to also be applicable for prudence. Is that correct? Okay. So he's abounding toward me in all wisdom and in all prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he had purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things that are in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth, even in him, in whom we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him that worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So again, when we, when we think wrong or backwards, then we're going to again uh, make God suspect in the things that's happening in our lives. But he said specifically here that all of these things were out of his what? Good will, out of his good pleasure, the things that he purposed in himself. He didn't purpose for himself to go through trouble. He purposed in himself that trouble would not stop the grapes from working. I mean, if you find yourself in a situation, in a place that you don't like, the first thing you need to do is understand that it was not God that put you there. It was God that gave you the predestined information, steps preordained that you should walk in so that you can come out of it and enjoy fellowship with him again. Fellowship over the testimony of, of your victory. That's one. Fellowship with him over the, the, the place where he's called you to. Beloved, God is talking to you in the mess to take you to the best. I'll say that again. God is talking to you in the mess to take you to the best. He's not talking to you in the mess so you can stay in it. He's talking to you. He's sending to you a word of deliverance. For he sent his word to heal you and to deliver you from ALL. See, we're going to have to learn how to function in all. We're just going to have to learn how to do that. That causes us to be able to then enjoy him. Even as he's speaking to me in my mess, I can enjoy the thoughts that he thinks toward me. And the thoughts that he thinks toward me are thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give me or to bring me to my destined end. 
so that I can say, okay, good, Lord, I'm thanking you. I'm praising you because you've already ordained, preordained steps that I should walk in that's going to carry me out of this mess into your best. Thank you, Lord, that I can begin to think from that perspective. I don't have time to have the conversation about, oh, woe is me and why. I don't even need to, I'm not going to even deal with that. You know why, so then you're giving me answers that's going to take me into what's next, not my why. I hope I get to some of this stuff. That's why I love the word. Verse 11, in whom we've obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who's doing what? Working all things after the counsel of his will. Well, is his will for us to, to, to endure the bad? Is that his will? Because he said it was his good pleasure. It was his good will. See, we've got to go back and read what the word says. I am not denying that you are where you are, in the situation that you are. But we cannot accuse God of being the reason why. And God's not even mad because you found yourself there. Please understand that. Otherwise, he would not have had to send the word to heal you. He didn't send the word. It says, we know it just before John 3.16, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. See? Right after John 3.16, that's what it says. For God did not. So condemnation was never on his mind. Deliverance, what was on his mind, because he sent the word to heal and to deliver. Knew you was in the mess, and he didn't send a word to condemn. He sent a word to heal and to deliver. So since God is not condemning, why am I condemning others and myself? See, this is because the devil knows that if he can get you to uh, think about the thing from a backwards position, then you cannot get the results because you won't walk toward them. You will not uh, seek the Lord while he is while he can be may be found. See, God cannot be your problem, and your answer. Okay, just really, come on, y'all. He cannot be your problem and your answer. He has to be your answer. He has to be your resolve. Because if you think he's the problem, he's going to be suspect in your mind, and you will not trust in the Lord with all your heart. And if you don't trust in the Lord with all your heart, you are going to lean to your own understanding. And the last time I checked, after every lean is the potential of a fall. Verse 12, that we should be, that we should be to the praise of his glory. Again, he says, I'm interested in my people understanding my love, and all that should produce in them is praise of the glory. I mean, I, I've heard a lot of people pray, and as they pray, they pray the problem and don't pray the solution. They pray, pray the frustration and not the answer. See? He told, in David, he told us that we should open our mouths and he will fill it with praise. What does that mean? That if I get out the way, he will cause praise that I didn't even know, understand, or perceive. That's why it's good to be able to pray in the Spirit. 
praying in other tongues? Because he that prayeth in an unknown tongue prays, speaks to God. Amen. You have a whole different language. Amen. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not glorifying the problem, strengthening the problem. I'm going to speak of the praise of his glory. See? We have this glory, this treasure in earthen vessels, that we should be the praise of his glory, the ones who first trusted in Christ, in whom after you trusted, you heard the word of salvation. <laughs> you heard the word of truth. You heard the word of the gospel of your salvation. So, again, as faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, the word of a truth would be the gospel of your salvation, not the word of frustration. Amen. It, it, it does not matter where you are located today. Cause your focus to be on letting the word of God in your heart be spoken. Let the truth of the gospel be released. See? The praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom also you trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom after you believed, then you were what? You were sealed. So that's what I was, I said you double blessed and triple sealed. Because when you heard the word, the word that you heard sealed you. The peace from God sealed you. The grace from God sealed you. See? So you're double blessed because he's blessed you with all blessings in heavenly places, all spiritual blessings. So you're double blessed, one from God, one from Jesus. And then once you heard this, understood this, put it in your heart as a, 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 a part of your supply, part of your provision, now that word is sealed. It was sealed by the Father. It was sealed by the Son. It was sealed by the Spirit. You're double blessed and triple sealed. Glory to God. Okay? I, I just don't see a way for trouble to last. I don't see a way for, for the challenge to, to, to cause you not to end up in the place of victory because you have already been double blessed, triple sealed. See? So when we function from that perspective, okay, uh, this is what uh, it says in Romans chapter 17, chapter 14, verse 17. It says that the whole kingdom is this. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy. And the Holy Ghost is the one that causes the flow of those entities in your life. And he says this is the whole kingdom. The kingdom of God, he didn't say the kingdom of God has. He said the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Okay? So then we've got to uh, learn how, apply uh, the, 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 the flow of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Okay? We, we've got to do whatever's necessary to activate belief because these are not promises that 
are going to happen. He says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Didn't say the kingdom of God would be. See? In Romans chapter uh, 15, verse 13, again, just another one of those uh, promises that are just, just effective, okay? Listen to what he says here. He says, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Again, if he uses the word all for the joy, then the, the, the conjunction and includes the all from the first word. Is that correct? I'm not trying to mess up English because he said the God of joy fill you, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. So that means it has to be and all peace. Is that correct? In believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. See, this is the activity of the word of God that is brought back to your heart, back to your memory, so that it can then be activated in your life. The God of all hope is going to do this. He's going to fill you. The God of hope is going to fill you with all joy and all peace. So, again, when we go uh, through this to, 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 to see how, what we've been invited to, okay? So then he, he goes on through the rest of it. I'm probably just going to stay here in Ephesians. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, verse 14, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, until the praise of his glory. I mean, this is about the third time he said to the praise of his glory, isn't it? So then he's, he's needing for us to then understand what he's talking about, the declaration of his glory. Greater is he than is in me than he that's in the world. That's a declaration of his glory. My declaration will change my destination. Amen. Amen. He's looking over the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those that have a perfect or mature heart towards him. So then when I have a mature heart towards him, I say what he says. I believe what he says. I release the, 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 the things that are necessary for my life because of what he says. That's my declaration changing, affecting my destination. Wherefore, I also have the hurt of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. Here comes the prayer that he's going to set up for us. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you will know what is the hope of his calling. And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? He says, what is the what kind of power? It's the exceeding greatness of his power. I don't care what you're going through. God has given you exceeding greatness of his power. See, he didn't try to, again, 
He's not trying to stop at better. He said, exceeding greatness. Glory to God. And here we are, comparing ourselves among ourselves. Here we are saying that better is good enough. When he's called you, invited you into exceeding greatness. Amen. And then this understanding that he is bringing forth, it was the same power that he worked or wrought in Jesus when he raised him from the dead. So your dead, your non-working dead situation is nothing for God because he gave you the ability to tap into this exceeding greatness of his power toward those that believe. And then he did it. Wow, wow, wow. Look, look at this, look at this. He did that according to the working of his mighty power. He didn't even leave it for you to mess up. He invited you into this exceeding greatness of his power according to what his power works. When he raised Jesus from the dead. Let that be your reference point. He didn't leave it on you and say, okay, well, I'm going to let you do this, but you messed up last time so that you can think about all of the shortcomings that you brought to the table. He didn't even need your shortcomings. He said this exceeding greatness of his power that he put released toward us according to the working of his mighty power. How do we lose with the stuff he's given us to use? He's given us the victory no matter what the enemy is sending our way. Once your eyes have been enlightened, once you function in this, he's not, okay. he's not trying to give you this wisdom. He's already done it. The prayer that Paul prayed has already been answered because the Bible teaches us, Paul did tell us this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, that Jesus has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, and sanctification. He didn't say he will be made. He said he has already been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, and sanctification. Amen. Okay? So, so I'm not praying to achieve. I'm praying because God left this. This is my supply. I, I, I've been called to an elevated life. Okay? So it would be good for us to begin the, 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 um, to begin our battle from the victory instead of trying to get the victory. Okay? If someone comes to you, okay, let's do this. You go to your mother's house. And when you got to your mother's house, your mother had, had, had told you she was going to prepare you your favorite meal. So you go in the house and you smell all of the aroma and the uh, sensation of that which is good to you. Already there, you smell it. So you know it's not cooking, it's already cooked, it's done. You know how it smells when it's done. Filling the whole house with the aroma of, of, of banqueting. And so you come in the house and you wash your hands and then you say, Okay, 
I'm going to go cook something to eat. How much sense would that make? Everything that you like has already been made for you, and you're going to try to go and say, well, I need to go cook now. No, what I need to do is I need to go sit down at the table. Isn't that what God promised? He said he will prepare a table before you in the very presence of your enemy. And here we go through this challenge, and we say, well, let me go prepare to, 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 to get something so I can win. Excuse me. God says if you got an enemy, I've already prepared a table before you. Sit down and enjoy. Sit down and partake. But our training has to has been that we're gonna go and say, okay, well now I got to go get busy. I understand that, but it would be better for you that if you have an enemy, sit down at the table he's prepared. He's brought a cup that's now full. It's overflowing. Okay, because goodness and mercy follows you. If you're going through something, just beloved, please, if you're going through something, turn around. Because as soon as you turn around, goodness and mercy is going to overtake you. Goodness and mercy is following you. His word will not return to him void. Okay? But if I'm going to spend my time uh, belly aching and being frustrated because I'm, 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 something is in front of me that I is thinking that this has got to be the worst thing. I ain't even got to think about this thing. It does not matter what is presented in front of me. My God is going to be the one that answers it. He's looking to show, come on, the eyes of the Lord, Second Chronicles 16, 9, the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro over the whole earth so that he can show himself strong. In your behalf That's what he wants to do He's looking for the opportunity To just show out But we have been uh, Trained that uh, the frustration is the, is the worst thing we can ever go through See We are eating from the wrong place The knowledge of the The tree of the knowledge of good and evil No It's the father's good pleasure To give me the whole kingdom Amen. That's before me. I need to sit down at the table that he's prepared. Because he prepared a table of his good pleasure. See? He's not just trying to, 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 to make me endure all of the, the, the hell I could possibly go through that some kind of way I'm going to figure out how to give God the glory. No, 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 no. He wants us to sit down in the place where his supply is going to be released. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you. Answers that have already been given. He has a predestined uh, steps that you should walk in. He's simply asking you to bow your knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. To submit to the word. Because the word is your victory. The word is your life, and that is an elevated life. Father, we just bless you, and we praise you. We thank you that you have given us an understanding that garners victory over whatever we're facing. 
that we will draw nigh unto you. Emmanuel, the God that is with us. We will draw from you because our help comes from you. We will allow you to fill our mouths with praise, not frustrations, anxieties, or fears, but that you will allow us, show us, teach us how, having done all to stand, we can stand, therefore. Having the proper clothes of righteousness, having on the the, the breastplate of righteousness, having the shield of faith, using the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, cause us to know how to stand in victory in the face of circumstances to release that great grace, that exceeding great power, that mighty power hmm, that you've given unto your children so that we can experience victory. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committing it to you is done in the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed of the Lord said together, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, I'll give you an opportunity to um, to voice those. Area code 312-330-4024. We have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Area code 312-330-4024. Amen. Well, we thank. I see, again, I see people dropping off the call. Um, and and I, I'm, I'm praying your strength in the Lord so that you can know that we overcome by the Brotherland, the word of our testimony. And all I'm giving you an opportunity to do is to release your testimony. If you're unsure about something, it's not a problem. You overcome because you give information that tells us and gets us to understand that you liked it, but you didn't know how to use it. That's okay. We grow at our own pace. This is not to stunt growth. This is to allow growth to, to, to be made manifest. Say, this is what I'm doing here. I'm not trying to uh, to make you uh, feel small because, after all, you should know this. I want you to use it so, after all, you can win. Amen. That's what we're here for. And if the Lord lays it on your heart to sow a seed here at LiveDeliverance.com, then just go to the website and look for the Donate tab and uh, be obedient to God because we are only on the air by the free will offerings of you uh, our, our, our covenant partners, our, 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 our people that are, are, are seeking a truth to, to be able to apply it to your lives from on a day-to-day basis, that's what we're here for. This is not a platform where we uh, try to display our great knowledge or, or way of doing things. I'll just tell you right now, I don't have a way of doing things. All I have is a listening ear and a heart that's willing. That's all I have. So, again, until the next time that we get together here on next Monday, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next Monday, be blessed.